I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. We welcome you to a Hollywood that never was and always will be. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, where we talk all things Disney for the Front Row Network. And I am so excited about this feed-only episode where we're talking about Hollywood Studios, or maybe we can finally call it MGM Studios for this Disney episode. Disney MGM Studios. That's right. Theme Park. That's right. <laughs> I'm Craig. I'm your host, and I'm joined with my wonderful co-host, Brett Rutherford. Hi! And Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. We're wonderful! <laughs> and we have such a special guest here with us today. We have an opening day cast member from Disney's Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I was, you know, last. Um, well, whenever we're, whenever this goes live, but the, but the actual anniversary was on May first, and I was flooded with memories. And you're going to hear so much about that. But I was thinking, well, let's mine some local gold for this show. My gosh, you know. So yeah. So. Yeah. And are the other 99 people that you tagged on Facebook will they be joining <laughs> us today as well? Well, some of it. Well, in spirit, know, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I said I only have. Room for a hundred. So, yeah, you know, that was yeah. pretty impressive. That was pretty impressive. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to talk about this episode because obviously I love all the parks of. Uh, of Walt Disney World, but when Anna and I were talking recently, I really think that this park, once it's up and running, is going to be among my favorites. Of course, Magic Kingdom gives you that feeling. You know, you just see yourself on Main Street. Uh, Animal Kingdom's really fun. Epcot's really fun. But something about this whole idea of placing you in the movies and living the movies, and I know we can talk a bit about how the philosophy of this park has changed over time, but uh, this park is a really special place um, to me. But before we do all that, I have a, a gift for the two of you. You always, you always, bring, you always bring me gifts, okay. and so or you you know drop on me that you're going on surprise trips. Which are you going on any trips? I know that you have potentially. I know you have potentially something in the works, but uh, I have something. So is it? Your own plans? <laughs> this one's for Vanessa, and this okay. one's for Brett. So I saw these uh, over the weekend at a art show, and I thought oh, that you guys would really gosh, enjoy them. They're so they, real they're, gifts. Yeah, they're oh. legit gifts. So they're oh, the no. original uh, patents for wow. Mickey Mouse and for yes, Cinderella's this, Castle. Yeah, so the, this is drawings. Really oh, bad, this is, right? Um, yeah, this is um, <laughs> Disneyland Paris. Yeah, no, this one is from. I think this is from supposed to be from Orlando. So unless it's wrong, I don't know. <laughs> it could totally be wrong. But that one's the well, one that's well. It's a wonderful gift. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I was absolutely. really expecting a revenge okay. gift. And now, <laughs> now I feel worse for not taking you to Disneyland. Yeah. Well, you know, we next can time. always remedy that next time. Uh, so yes. uh, well, thank you. These are thank from. You. So nice. I should promote them. They're from Art Cave, so you can find them online, and uh, they have a lot of different. I don't know if they just like raided the patent office because it's all public domain and then they throw them on a oh, poster, wow. but so they, cool. they are uh, so pretty cool. neat. So uh, there yours. you go. Here you go. Can, can everybody else out there in podcast so land cool. see it? I'd say yeah, we should probably like, post like a picture of them in the yeah. comments thread <laughs> on our Facebook page. But uh, but yeah, so thank you so much. Well, I mentioned in the last That's episode so how great it is that we all are together talking about Disney. Oh, and so I thought that yeah. we should get, you, I should get you something. You're going to make me cry. It's like a belated, it's like a belated anniversary so gift. Oh, that is so oh. nice. Okay. So yeah. now let's go right in to talk about uh, Disney MGM Studios, uh, as we refer to it, for the next at least few minutes. Well, Brett, uh, reminisces with us. You know, you were an opening day cast member, but you told me and Vanessa on our thread before this that a lot of great things actually happened well before opening day, oh, including yeah. you were at the groundbreaking in 1988 for this yes. park. Oh, my gosh. It was the last century. And uh, <laughs> as the Disney historian for this group, I just wanted to let you know. But anyway, no. So, okay. Please so do it that voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do the entire episode in that voice. So that way back great. in 1988, <laughs> prior to Patty's church. No, um, actually, I was well. I was a cast member at Walt Disney World in entertainment, and um, and uh, the first time I heard about the studios, I remember I was on a Disney trip in Pittsburgh and and saw the USA Today, and there was this big announcement that they were going to have this Disney MGM Studios theme park, or at least you know the studios theme park at, at Walt Disney World, and I'm like, oh, and they were going to and they were going to be filming the Golden Girls. 
there and all this sort of stuff. I'm like going, at last, at last. Okay, when I'm done with this, I'll go home. And when the studios open, um, if I will be, I will audition and I will be on Golden Girls. And that will be my entry into television and then film and then the Broadway. I'm so excited. My career begins. Well, that isn't what exactly happened. <laughs> but shortly thereafter, I d- was cast um, in the opening day groundbreaking entertainment part. Um, the show director was uh, Judy Lawrence, and it was kind of a, it was, I must say, kind of a small group, dare I say, elite group that did this. Oh, I was a Keystone Cop. Well, anyway, what does not that the mean? most glamorous. What's a Keystone Cop? Uh, Keystone Cop, you know, like, um, they're like, they like bump into each other and all this. Have you seen, like, it's like silent film. There were Keystone Cops in silent films. Okay. So okay. that's how. Well, I, I got confused because I saw the video of you performing and it, you don't look like a cop. No, I'm not a Keystone Cop in that. Well, yeah. Oh, gotcha. The video okay. of, uh, I, I was not featured in that part of the video, but oh, I didn't have okay. friends who were. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I was this Keystone Cop. So it came the day for the groundbreaking. We make it through the brush. It's a really small, really small press. Um, Michael Eisner is like, you know, walking through and, you know, saying hi to us. I'm like going very low key. He was very nice. The celebrity for the day was Bob Hope. Wow. Now, in the 20th century, Bob Hope was a big name. Oh. And, uh, and anyway, yeah, so yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so he was there. We did this. He's the one that sang White Christmas, right? <laughs> no. Anyway, but his friend did. But his friend did. So anyway, so we did this, and it was uh, it was a big to do, and it was fun, and we, you know, so we, that was I think that was about the first time I saw Michael Eisner in person, where he said, "Hello, I'm Michael Eisner." You know, well, he didn't say that, but he did say hi. It was really nice. Okay, so uh, they were building the studios, and when they were getting closer to completion, um, cast members from time to time would we would find out via Eyes and Ears, which is the cast communication weekly paper at that time, um, that they were needing. people people, you know, cast members to go test things out. So actually one of the first things I got to do was go um, on the great movie ride. Oh, and so I'm like, going, wow. mm, the great movie ride. Okay. So yeah. when we got there, mm-hmm. what's that? <laughs> well, actually what, what we did is they needed cast members to time, you know, the, in the first room where they, you know, where the queue is and you see the clips from the movies, you know, that, that are eventually going to, you're going to see in the great movie, ride. Um, that they needed to time us. So then we got to go into the ride, get in the ride vehicles. Okay. Eric Jacobson, who was Imagineer and one of the primary Imagineers, uh, for the great movie ride happened to be in our thing. So nothing, nothing was live. None of the animation, uh, none of the animatronics were working. Everything was like in plastic, but we did get to go through it. And he was like explaining the process of, you know, That's why really they chose cool. this movie and why this. And anyway, and it was interesting. I do remember when you go past what, which eventually became Sorcerer Mickey with the, the Fantasia part right before you get to the Wizard of Oz, that he said that originally that was going to be in the tornado and then you, that's why you oh. landed uh, in Munchkinland. But I guess there were copyright issues and so that didn't happen so that became you know Mickey Mouse. But anyway, so so it was Eric Jacobson giving us, you know, a tour, which was really, really wow. cool. Oh, I did oh Superstar Television. Well in preparing for all of this and with all these memories flooding back, I went to YouTube and went to did some other research and it was just fun to remember all this. Well anyway, Superstar Television um, they needed cast members to do kind of like this audience participation thing, which actually became the Superstar Television. And the one that I did was this news. It was the news program. It was part of the Today Show in that uh, segment. And the part that I read was about Khrushchev visiting the United States, you know, and there was the, the big joke was the big punchline was, you know, Khrushchev was not going to be making it to the White House yet because he there was an issue with his luggage and that he didn't get his clothes or something like that. So please have your go ahead and eat your salad. We're waiting for the Russian dressing. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, I know it landed so good. Um, but, but actually, the thing that I read was all these very with all these Russian names, you know, and it was this this comedy joke, but it was all these Russian names. And I was just reading, I was reading a teleprompter sort of thing and going through all these Russian names and just saying them. And afterwards, they, the, the writers for the show, they said, have you done this before? Apparently, I can, I can read Russian names like no one had oh, before. Wow. That is great. You know, they didn't, they didn't use that part, but they were surprised, you know, that I, you know, just kind of read through that so easily. Our podcast anyway. is going to reach a whole new audience. I know. Yes. So, so be writing so, everything so, in Cyrillic. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, so that was, I mean, that was kind of a fun. I'm like going, really? I just kind of read through it. But anyway. Anyway, okay, so 
comes time for the opening. So we were going to be doing this extravaganza for... <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a spectacular because it was a Gary Pabin production. Spectacular. Everything had spectacular in it. Anyway, so uh, so we had rehearsals. I was cast as a white tux dancer. Me and, you know, every other guy in the entertainment department. Not everyone, but the ones who could dance and move. Anyway, so, so we had these rehearsals. There was going to be a main stage in front of the Chinese theater. And then... Uh, there was the, the piano stages, mini piano stages that looked like the keys of a piano that went all the way down Hollywood Boulevard. So we did rehearsals. We did rehearsals in the production center. And then when it, it was time to do it kind of like in real space sort of thing. So we were like in, I think it was the, it was the Epcot cast um, parking lot where we had kind of our final rehearsals before we got on to um, Hollywood Boulevard. So anyway, so we did that. And then it was time for the overnights at the Disney MGM Studios. So it was like a couple of days before the press event, um, which was on April 29th. So our overnights were hilarious, just, just tons of stories and bonding experiences. And but one of the things was so fun is I really, I mean, I was friends with a number of people, but but that night, for some reason, my, my friend Joe Petrovich and my friend Charles Thomas and I just kind of hunkered down and we were just making each other laugh because it was a very long night. Well... Part of the production and one of the things that Disney does from time to time, because they have ASCAP rights, you know, to songs and all this, so they will change the lyrics to songs. You know, while we while the Disney MGM Studios is celebrating everything, Hollywood the Hooray for Hollywood song was, uh, well, something like this. Hooray for Hollywood and the Disney MGM Studios. Which, I'm, we just found that very funny because I'm like going, you're taking this classic song and putting Disney in there even when, That's you know. Right. So anyway, it was a hoot. So anyway, so we had a good time. Okay. So tell me about overnights, though, because I'm always fascinated by that, having never worked in entertainment at Disney World. So um, you start in, now they have like an entertainment warehouse. Was that there, right, uh, for a rehearsal well, Oh, production, like yeah, the PC had been there even before me. Okay. Now and they have all sorts of rehearsal spaces, but the production center is still there, which and is you like mentioned by the, it's in the, the Magic Carrier area. Okay. And then you it's mentioned behind, that you did the uh, production center is behind uh, Splash Mountain <gasps> and Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. The keys, what's the Keys of the Kingdom? Okay. Yeah. Is the, I definitely want to do that sometime. Yeah. So anyway, you um, see the production center. And then you uh, did some of the rehearsals in the Epcot cast parking lot, is that yeah, what you said? that's right. Because it was, you know, um, the studio they were still building. So, you know, gotcha. we weren't ready. Uh, but we got in there earlier than we would normally because mm -hmm. it wasn't open. <laughs> so And then overnights are basically late night dress rehearsals. Yes. So, the you know, for the studios... Um, you know, we did the overnight because of, you know, for all the lighting and all of that sort of thing. So. Do they, like, feed you or, like... Sometimes we do. Sometimes do they have, like, Red Bull they have, No, they have, like, little box lunches when we do some filming. So we did... Yeah. That's why, you know, it's just, you know, this is bringing in tons of memories because this park... You know, I feel a little bit of, you know, personal ownership, you know, yeah. this because, I mean, there were very few people that did the groundbreaking, you know, and then, you know, have this, you know, the opportunity to, you know, try things out before, uh, you know, before the park was open, you know, yeah. and then to do the opening. Well, that was, a, that was an interesting experience too, because then we had celebrities. Well, oh, first we had Rain. <laughs> Name drop them, please. Okay. All of them. Well... Okay, so it was the time for the big press event. You know, and Disney is known for the press events. There were celebrities, I mean, doing concerts all over. George Burns, the Pointer Sisters. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Willie Nelson. Okay. Um, anyway, and all of these people were eventually part of the... The, the show that was on NBC the next day. So I'm like going, that turnaround for production was, yeah. was crazy. Okay. Yeah. So it came time for the star cavalcade, you know, so all of the white tux guys, <laughs> uh, we were going to, they were going to have all the stars in the cars and we had, you know, stars on poles, banners, and we were going to walk down Hollywood Boulevard. You know, I mean, you would think that Disney is like, you know, very precise and we rehearse all these sort of things. And it was kind of like we just all got a star <laughs> and, you know, you go, you go, you go. Well, it rained. It rained a lot right oh, before. Oh, no, so, I know. We're wearing white. I know. But, you know, but, Danger. you know, the, uh, that happens a lot in Florida during big press events. But we persevered. The rain stopped. The party. Well, the parties went on, I think, before then, because let's just say, mm, Adult beverages uh, 
were consumed in mass quantities uh, by those that were attending the press. Not by the cast members, by those attending the press. And that's a whole other story. But anyway, okay, so uh, so I got to accompany mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, Army Archer, Mickey Mouse, and Minnie Mouse at the very end of the parade. I did not get the, are you ready? You were looking for the list. Yes. Yeah. It is a... It is a wide range. They, it's very eclectic. And remember, this is 1989. Okay. Before before you read this list, are these people that uh, then, is this when they were starting to do the hands in yeah, front of Grauman's theater? Yeah, that's what they, theater? That, they okay. did that that night. Okay, okay. Uh, as part of the press event. So, it was the you know the Disney and Touchstone star, Bette Midler. Heard of that? <gasps> anyway, that was the big one. Yeah, that Bette was the big one. Bette Midler? Yes, and my, and, my, and my friend and, and, and roommate, B.R., um, was very tall and good looking and all this. Tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, you know, he actually opened like the limo doors for all of all of these people. Oh, so that was a cool fact. Goodness, that was a cool fact. Bette Midler okay. is she the one that sang White Christmas? <laughs> I will hurt you. Yeah. I will okay. hurt you. Yes. Uh, and okay, so Bette Midler, Lauren Bacall, wow, uh-huh, Betsy to her friends, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Costner and his <gasps> wife, which had a Disney connection because, um, he, well, Kevin Costner's wife was a well friends with Cinderella. I think at Disneyland, perhaps. Oh, wow. And so, anyway, so there was a Disney connection there. Anyway, um, Cicely Tyson and Jack Valenti, Sissy Spacek, wow. Leonard Nimoy, mm. Rick Moranis, Betty White, George oh. Lucas, and Guest. Okay, now this is a little bit of a story. So, so one of the shows at the at the opening was called Hollywood Hollywood, and it was like this tribute to big Hollywood splashy musicals. And uh, so, but they had the you know the Disney girls, which were the Disney version of the Rockettes. No copyright infringement intended, I'm sure, by Disney or me. Anyway, so George Lucas was behind, you know, they were lining up the cars and all this, the rain had stopped and all this, and he motioned to one of the showgirls who um, said, you know, that he didn't want to ride by himself. And so he just, yeah, yeah. So she got in the, <laughs> the back, Whoa. and there he is. She's waving, you know, if you watch uh, the special. So he didn't, I guess he's, you know, shy or something. It didn't want to be about him. So yeah, he's he shy. didn't bring a date. That, that's why he so, uh, picked a show girl. Yeah, he picked right? a show. Just yeah, pure shyness. Picked a show girl. That's why they all picked beautiful <laughs> so, show girls, right? Show girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was George Lucas and Guest, but that was a little, you know, that was a little bit of a story. Scandal that night. Oh my gosh, George Lucas is with one of the Disney girls. Anyway, okay. So then. Oh, I'm bearing the lead. Andre Hepburn. Stop. Andre Hepburn was wow. there. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I mean, that is legit Hollywood. That okay. Is. Harry Anderson, right up there. And <laughs> Keisha Knight Pulliam, the youngest member. Oh, I have a Keisha Knight Pulliam story. I did a commercial with she and um, Malcolm Jamal Warner, and uh, you've seen that. And, um, and, uh, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. Debbie Isn't Allen. it Kesha? Sorry. Nah. And she sang like Christmas too. Anyway, we're gonna keep anyway, this joke going. The commercial, yeah. we're keep and this then going. Army Archer, you know. So those were the guests. I thought there were more. It was wow. like thousands, but anyway, yeah. So that was that was the big. That's so that really was the big cool. night. Okay, so it was time for the big doings. Oh my gosh, it was a huge production of you know. It was okay. Honestly, it was a combination of several Super Bowl halftime shows and all this sort of stuff. Um, but there was a main stage, and all of us danced down you know down. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard. So that's where I was. So we did the big press event. Um, it was exciting. It was so exciting. And then the next night, so that was on Saturday. On Sunday night, a lot of us got together to watch the special. And uh, so we got to see all of us. And actually, I'm on. I'm in the special three times. So wow. that was fun. So anyway, so that was that. Um, but yeah, so those are my memories that I just sort of rambled on about. But they all came flooding back last week at the 30th anniversary of the opening of the Disney MGM Studios theme park. It's so cool because you said like you like you feel a bit of ownership about that park, and and it totally makes sense because you're there for so much of the conception of it. You know, truly the groundbreaking I mean, just a to the cast opening. member. You know, a little part of entertainment. That's but, yeah. really fun. That's, it was fun. That's really fun. Did you were like did you hear when they were originally going to put this Hollywood Studios Pavilion in? Epcot did like were you aware that they were going when they decided no we're going to make it its own park well I think Michael Eisner when he saw that 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 very large um, uh, entertainment uh, 
the competition. The was competition coming was coming in. east. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wanted to, you know, go. Oh no, you know, kiddos, this is our. And they really yeah. they rushed to get that. They rushed for. I mean, the initial groundbreaking. You know, because it was. Well, I mean, they wanted to get that done really. It's quickly. a good thing they had such stellar talent. <laughs> also, thank you for your service. Well, it's, yeah. So we had just the greatest time. It was so cool. And Michael Eisner said hi. Okay. Yeah, wow. and you know, um, <laughs> you have to remind me here if you uh, if you remember how they were marketing this differently than the big U down the street was that that was allowing you to uh, kind of have a look in the movies or experience ride the, the movies. movies. Ride <laughs> movies. That's what it was. And then this was really trying was to make a, you part of the movie. Oh, this is part because this was an op, because this was going to be Hollywood East. An operating there was an studio. operating studio <laughs> with a back lot and production facilities that would rival anywhere. Well, and, and I mean, a lot of Mulan was drawn here. Right. right? Mulan, Mulan Lilo, and yeah. Stitch, and Brother Bear. Yeah. We're all done at the studios, yeah. which is yes. very cool. Very cool. Which I, Oh, that was part of it. Oh, yeah, the magic of Disney animation. Oh, so after the OXO, we did the big, sorry. So we did the big press event, and then we saw the television special the next day. So amazing. And then the next day, okay, was the opening of the Disney MGM Hollywood, excuse me, Disney MGM Studios theme park with, you know, Michael Eisner and Bob Hope was there again. And then, so we did the, uh, the you know, it was a, well, it was kind of smaller in comparison to the big extravaganza that we did. But nonetheless, um, an exciting opening to that. And then there were, um, like, openings, official openings, various attractions, including um, the magic of Disney animation. And so, well, let's just say, um, without giving away too many secrets, shortly I, I ran from doing the, uh, the event in front of the, um, Chinese theater over to uh, Disney Animation, um, so I could. So let's just say, um, help uh, um, Hyacinth Hippo prepare for her performance um, <laughs> in the opening uh, of the Magic of Disney Animation celebration. There, so yeah, yeah she's so, the best hippo. She's she the my best hippo. Best hippo. She's the best hippo. So yeah, so so it was so that was quite an honor. This park for me than, helping Hyacinth there. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed that. So this park really is Michael Eisner in a nutshell. Because if you think about Magic Kingdom coming over, that was the whole idea of the Florida project and making things bigger and better based off of Disneyland. And um, you know, bit, one of Walt's biggest complaints about Disneyland was that you could put a Seven Eleven across the street from it. So that's why he bought all of this land and was going to make this truly a world where you could go and escape away from. And of course, Epcot. We know that he had. Uh, really detailed plans for Epcot before he died, and some of those have been translated into the Disney park. But it's interesting to think about what this park would have been had it been open a year or two later, because this is on the verge of the Disney Renaissance. This is uh, so. Little Mermaid comes out in November of 1989. This park opens May 1st of 1989, and so they had to really rely on a lot of different intellectual properties from MGM or from other Hollywood studios uh, where, you know, maybe this is a completely different park if it opens in 1993, uh, because then at that point they are rolling with their stuff. And that's, that's why I think that we don't see any of the existing, we still have one of the shows or is there two of the shows? We know Indiana Stunt Spectacular is still there, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that may be the, the last surviving opening day thing, correct? Wow. Um, other than uh, other than uh, like some of the restaurants, you well, know, yeah, the primetime cafe. Right. But as far as opening day attractions, well, yeah, and Ep- and the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Ooh, there is some scoop on that. Okay, what's the scoop? You okay, can't just say that and not share. There was some scoop because nobody on, who's listening is going to say anything. Okay, so just tell um, <laughs> well, George Lucas, who was heavily involved in the Indiana Jones movie, did you hear um, that? I guess you know they were they were creating the epic stunt spectacular and you know they were in rehearsals and they were all ready for the opening and then um apparently george lucas saw it and let's just say while they were originally scheduled to open on may 1st of of 1989 they actually opus opened on august 25th <laughs> so it wasn't an opening day show to yeah, make changes so, okay so it well was, that's really interesting yeah, so, so the building was, was likely there oh it was all there in okay. fact we had a rehearsal because again we had rain um for the opening day celebration we rehearsed at the indiana jones um yeah, theater. Yeah. But yeah, that didn't open and because they weren't, it still needed a little tweaking, I guess. <clears throat> As I was reading, 
Because you know this isn't my favorite park. Um, we are going to make you a convert. I'm like going. I really like, love this park. Turkey legs, and it's not your favorite park. Who are you? At some day in the future, <laughs> the three of us need to be walking down Hollywood Boulevard and mm-hmm. just experience eating a, the park. Well, eating I've a been, turkey leg. Okay, I've go ahead. Been. It is okay. It's just, okay. I still love nine so million of our favorite friends going to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. I'm sure it will be a very great park that I love. A park that I love. In the last, as as an adult, there hasn't been as many offerings because everything keeps closing. And I, as I was reading, I think the Great Movie Ride was the last original attraction, so yeah, there's months. nothing really original uh, as far as attractions go since yeah. well, it's opening day. Let's talk a little bit about the attractions. And I know we've, on our Fast Pass episode, we've mentioned our favorite attractions and things like that, so we don't necessarily have to really dive deeply into that conversation. But, Brett, is there an attraction that is extinct uh, that you really enjoyed in um, maybe doesn't have to necessarily be an opening day attraction, but something that you wish were still around? Um, well, let's see. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. I think I miss animation because the films of animation were so cool, but that's what I yeah. found. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there was the Back to Neverland, which is Walter Cronkite. I can't do it. But anyway, Walter Cronkite and, and, and Robin, um, and Robin... Williams, duh. Sorry, Robin okay. Williams. There, that's the Robin. Oh, anyway, that's Robin what you were doing? Williams. <laughs> like I was doing Walter. I was. I was doing okay. Robin Williams doing Walter Cronkite. Anyway, okay. so sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. Anyway, as viewership goes down. Anyway, sorry. No. Um, so that was uh, animation was so cool because it, it explained the process. It started off with this mm-hmm. so with this wonderful wonderful back to Neverland, you know, which with the wonderful quote from then tourist Robin Robin Williams, you know, when Tinkerbell was you know showing her fixed pixie dust and being all bright and shiny. And she, oh, it's like being in the presence of Barbara Streisand, which is just a funny line. But anyway. And then you would go through the process of watching how, you know, how they're made. And you're actually looking mm-hmm. at real animators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you know? that. And then you end up in the, in oh, well, the place that tears your heart out, which was the theater. And they show classic Disney moments. Now, the good news is that Back to Neverland is available on YouTube because I watched it this morning. Well, that's great. I've followed by, been able to see followed by classic, the classic Disney you know, bit. So you can thank you, YouTube. You can yeah. help us relive our memories or new memories for those who did not get to experience I, the original. I love that because um, having not been in so long, a lot of times, uh, and Craig probably feels this way, I think it might have been a dream. Yes. Of course, Craig's was a dream. <laughs> That's right. But, it was. But, but it's good to go back and watch me like, oh, yeah, like I... I do remember having these experiences um, yeah. as a kid because the last time I was at Hollywood Studios is when I was a little kid. Just yeah. like my recent dream that my friends took me to Disneyland. Oh, um, I would say one of the things that I remember distinctly is climbing through the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh God! Oh, rubbing in my face. I loved that so much. Uh, but oh, then some big fans of that. Anna would Anna would uh, yell at her uh, phone right now or whatever she's listening on if I didn't mention that our love for the great movie ride and I know I'm excited for what's to come and we'll talk about you know our uh, anticipation of that here in just a minute but there was something about that ride and I get that it was never updated <laughs> and so yeah. it's really difficult to some of the animatronics were not they were kind of starting to get run down they were starting to look aged but you know you see that Wicked Witch in the Wizard of Oz scene which is still one of the most technological animatronics they've ever made was it the it was an A1 I think that was like mm-hmm. the first one. It was the most technical. Yeah. Technically advanced at the time. Go ahead. And now, uh, just in the face of the Navi that is in uh, the rides in Pandora, there's more technology in just the face than wow. there was in all of the Wicked Witch. Wow. But anyway, um, the there's something about that nostalgia, that ride that really puts you in the movies. And I do wish that there was still some more of that. I also really miss, and this is a fairly recent closure because of Star Wars Launch Bay, uh, I missed being able to go in and draw like a Disney animator. You know, those mm-hmm. they, they let you come into the theater and some a cast member was up at the front and they would walk you through a character and you would kind of vote on it as an audience. <laughs> you you and, still can, just in Disneyland. You have to go to DCA. Right. And I'm sure we but, will. And also yeah. they still do offer it, I think, um, Art of Animation resort sometimes and then there's a couple um, other resorts around the Festival of the Arts yes. as an experience you can do as well. Right, but I I missed that being a daily part of what you could do uh, mm-hmm. at least in Hollywood mm-hmm. studios. Yeah. So, but 
let's turn from maybe some of the extinct <clears throat> attractions. Oh, no. Some of us yes. haven't gotten to say our thing yet. Oh, what Vanessa, my apologies. Vanessa. I thought you hated this part. Well, here's the thing. Michael Eisner has gotten me twice, okay? he. I'm going to personally blame him for freaking me out on the studio backlot tour because I had no idea that the fire and the earthquake and the oh, water was not real. You're right. Oh, you're I was right. totally terrified as a child <laughs> thinking I was about to die. Also, <laughs> Alien Encounter thought I was going to die there as well. Yes. He is responsible for both of those attractions. So, you, you got me once, you got me twice, you will not be getting me a third time. But I can tell you offhand, he's so nice to cast members. And I'll tell you what, uh, he's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, he really, he's just traveling the world with his millions and millions of well, dollars. Good and, for him. And um, he, he's a really fun guy to tr- see where he, what he's up to now. Oh my so gosh. Well, I, I hope he's I, getting the, you know, bejesus. <laughs> scared out of him. It's only fair. Obviously, I think he probably left maybe two years late from when he probably should have from the company, Uh, and so he gets picked on quite a bit, but we have him to thank for a lot. I mean, the the studio... just the animation studio itself was about to close yeah. without him. I mean, they were talking about Disney just going into live action pictures and not doing any more animation at all. And then we get The Little Mermaid and everything mm-hmm. changes. And so mm-hmm. we truly, we have a lot to thank uh, Michael Eisner for, and particularly mm-hmm. Disney Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it uh, definitely. But now we can kind of transition more, sorry, Vanessa, okay. into uh, what our modern day favorite attractions are and I can start with that uh, because I absolutely love the Tower of Terror. I, yes, I do I too. I love everything about that ride. <laughs> no. It's similar to what's it? It's similar to Guardians of the Galaxy no. so maybe Vanessa is not no. a fan. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this. I was reading about the because I remember loving the Tower of Terror. I think mm-hmm. it was so great, so spooky. Mm-hmm. But I was reading that probably at the time that I went because it, it was a wee last um, they only did the one big drop. Right. So that probably didn't scare me so much as opposed to what is the current, uh, probably now I haven't written it, but if it's comparable to Guardians of the Galaxy in Multiple um, drops. DCA. Random. And it's random. Random. Multiple random drops. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> I will not be writing anymore, but yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's just such a cool, and honestly. The experience. I, we the did. The atmosphere, the music, go ahead. Yeah. Like way before you two came on board, um, and maybe we can revisit it this Halloween because it is such a great movie. Uh, <laughs> I love the Steve Gutenberg, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Tower Terror movie. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, and I mean, it's totally not like the Twilight Zone. It's not like Rod Serling there talking you through. But it just adds like another layer of that story that you get if you watch that movie. Um, so it might be yes. one that we just have to revisit in it October, might. guys. Uh, because I absolutely love it. It's like my it's like my Disney guilty Serious pleasure. Guilty so pleasure. Maybe we doing can bring a solo episode. <laughs> like, oh, no, we could do a crossover guilty pleasure episode Just and we can kidding. bring Lou on and then we can talk about uh, all of that. But well that would be a good yeah. idea. <laughs> That's like I'm busy all the time. <laughs> but I, I really love uh, the theming of it. I love the little uh, nods to the original Twilight Zone. Um, you know, there's so many little pieces. There's the the cookbook from uh, To Serve Man. Oh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen that episode. Episode, uh, but there's so many different things that you can find in the theming, and I absolutely love that ride. But mm-hmm. Brett, well, I um, I would say, uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, the the Tower of Terror is amazing. I mean, as an engineering, the engineering behind that, you know, because you're like, um, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't been on it, but anyway, you know, it's a, it's an elevator. It's and then it detaches itself, at mm-hmm. least in Florida. So it's a ride vehicle, and then it's an elevator again. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, I mean, the engineering behind that is just yeah amazing. And then they lift you and drop you and lift you. Actually, they say you don't really drop; they pull you. It's yeah, like well, you whatever know, they do, you know, they they pull you at faster than this than gravity. Which was interesting. My body doesn't know the difference. All it yeah. knows is that I'm nearing death. Well, so. know this. Know this. That as a cast member, I anyway, was the first thing that the, the first thing that you learn when in your in Disney traditions is you know that you know the number one. I think it is. I think it's the number one. Uh, the number one important thing for guests um, at at any Disney park is safety. Is to live. So is safety. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so know that. You probably mm-hmm. won't. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Might, you might feel adverse effects if you are so 
mm-hmm. Judy. Anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> she was even had she even had her Judy patches on and everything. Still I was, wasn't yeah, good, wasn't but that was enough. that other part. Anyway, so yeah. yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. But the, again, I said the magic of Disney animation was you know my favorite. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so that was then. Back to now. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I am living in the past. So sorry. Okay, so let's see. What do I like now? But that um, was Tower of Terror. It is Tower of Terror. No. That's okay. You know, you I think so. I think so. Um, because I haven't been for a while, so yeah. uh, I'm slinky dog. Yeah, I think that will be cool. Oh, no, oh, sorry, Toy Story Mania. Sorry, there. That is, yeah, that's, that's my your number favorite. One. Toy Story Mania. I would Mania. almost that say is my number. That is. I think someone one. should mention something from Toy Story. Yeah, part. Toy Story Mania. So, but you know, yeah. I, so I'm looking forward to you know the new thing. And apparent, you know, there's so many cool new things there and the dining you love the dining in oh the my gosh. toy story let's talk about that uh and we will but i yeah. want to get vanessa's answer real quick i will say slinky dog just a push in for slinky dog dash it was so cool to see a little bit of galaxy's edge as you're coming around that corner and then also i gotta throw it out there for alien swirling saucers because there is a reason to not have an e-ticket attraction every mm-hmm. single time you build something mm-hmm. new and my son absolutely loved that ride Aww. and we were able to get on it three times with no fast pass wow. just uh, be able to wait for 20 minutes it was brand new you know it opened that summer um, yeah. and he was able to wait in line not get too impatient they had little water fountains throughout just wonderful for guest services uh, and he absolutely loved that ride so not every single ride needs to be the Tower of Terror it needs to be Rock and Roller Coaster or Slinky Dog Dash uh, or Smuggler's Run as it's about to open but uh, it I love love those little rides too and I think mm-hmm. that that park could use a little love in that area with more just smaller rides for the smaller kiddos mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do. Now Vanessa do you have anything you want to mention because you haven't been there for a while right? Um, correct. I mean I really enjoyed the Muppet Vision. Yeah. Uh, is it, they say 3D but it might be 4D yeah, 3D actually. 4. Yeah. I mean the I'm sorry uh, the the pre-show for that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You look at the look at the props that are around that are yeah. very you know, it is muppensational. Yeah, that was that was really cool. But I'm really looking forward to all the new stuff, which yeah. is, I think is the next thing you probably want to chat about. Yeah, we'll mention the we mentioned the food really briefly. I absolutely love the food. I would recommend that anybody um, use the mobile ordering and go to Woody's Lunchbox. I obviously I love uh, Prime Time and Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite restaurants to sit down at. But if you aren't wanting to do uh, that longer sit-down restaurant in your day. Um, you could really do the mobile ordering, get up there, get your food, get the barbecue brisket. It's amazing. There's also a grilled cheese that's amazing. <laughs> and then you could also, if you would like to imbibe, you can also get your beer and the mobile ordering. And it is just so quick and so easy and so good. When you think of quick service, I think people still have the misconception out there that it's fast food. It is quickly served to you, but it is mm-hmm. in no, no planet could it be compared to fast food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so good. Yeah, the reviews are coming in, and um, the last few quick serve things they've opened, I'm thinking of Pandora as well, have been reviewed very, very well. Very, very good food. It's kind of this thing that Disneyland food is slightly more appealing than Disney World food, but I don't see that with the new um, restaurants, counters of restaurants that they're opening up. So if you're thinking that you have to book a restaurant to get great food in Disney in Orlando, that is not the case. Yeah. And just very quickly, if you've never experienced either primetime or sci-fi, I would highly recommend both of them. Primetime is more, if you've ever been uh, or heard of the concept of an Ed DeBevix in like the Chicago area where you uh, the, the servers are slightly mean to you, but for a purpose, it's like a show. And of course it's Disney-fied, so they do things like this is your cousin serving you and so if you don't eat all your vegetables you can't get your desserts and things like that um, and it's part of a fun show that the cast members put on and they're great about it and then sci-fi dine-in is really cool uh, because you're basically in the middle of a drive-in theater and you get to just see this b-roll of old black and white movies that are usually sci-fi movies and um, the food is really good American style burgers uh, things like that if I had one complaint about either of those restaurants it's that um, primetime to uh, primetime is just a little bit on the heavy side as far as food is concerned. So if you're going going in the middle of the summer, um, (laughs) it's really tough to get the family sampler platter, which (laughs) which you feel like you want to, but that is roast beef and meatloaf and fried chicken. chicken. I mean, that is on one plate. (laughs) That is... 
if it is going to be 90 degrees with a <laughs> million percent before you even go uh, a million percent humidity that's really tough <laughs> but uh last tip about that uh if you do go to prime time just skip all the food and just get the peanut butter and jelly uh shake because that even though it's terrible to drink also in the heat uh you'll survive it because it's just so so dang good but um anything else that you wanted to mention on food because you kind of brought oh, it up well, uh, um i i i've uh I've enjoyed a meal at the primetime, excuse me, um, at uh, the Brown Derby a couple of times and had a really amazing, um, it was, uh, it was kind of a specialty of the day. It was, it was a steak salad, but it was, the steak was so tender. It was fork tender. It was amazing. And I'm not a huge steak fan. So I had the steak salad. It was great. And, uh, uh, the other thing, oh, the entertainment. Well, live entertainment there is something that's been a tradition since the beginning with the street, with the concept of streetmosphere. Um, the the inhabitants or the citizens of uh, Hollywood, of Hollywood, yeah. So that, but but when I was at the when I had lunch at the Brown Derby, uh, a very well dressed lady came in. And she you know, she was looking around. Do you mind if I play the piano? <laughs> Well, she was a streetmosphere entertainer, and she just she was giving you mood music. But she was, but her whole demeanor was, "I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a friend for lunch. Do you mind if I play the piano?" And then she just plays all these standards, and is so entertaining. And then you know, after her set was over, well, looks like she's going to be late. I think I'm going to have to go. But thank you so much for letting me play. And it was you know just oh, so that's cute. Really cool. yeah. I, like that. I like it stuff was like so that. Cool. Outside of uh, Main Street, there really is no better streetmosphere atmosphere than uh, Hollywood Studios. That's for sure. So but started it all. Uh, Vanessa, you mentioned the future. So the future of the studios Ooh. as it continues to evolve, and we are going more into the IP realm. We're kind of getting away from that idea of being a part of the movies and and maybe um, dare I say controversially going more of the you model uh, I can I say you instead of the whole uh, word where you oh. kind of ride the movies as opposed to be part of the movies um, yes because and, they'll do it better <clears throat> Sorry. well sure no I completely agree with you, <laughs> uh, you know I, I have not been to Harry Potter world I love Harry Potter I would like to see it at some point but most of the rides you see coming out of uh, close your ears Brett Universal uh, are to me they seem like they're um, a screen in front of you and you're mm-hmm. kind of like moving a little bit and you know Disney's mm-hmm. got a couple of those too but it's not it seems like they're really heavily reliant on that down the road at Universal yeah. so uh, but we've got a lot of really Keep cool things sorry if I say it one more time does someone conjure <laughs> is it a third time uh, but <laughs> I don't know so is your insurance paid up Let's talk about, uh, briefly, because we could do a whole episode on this, and we probably should when it finally gets here and when it finally opens, but we have Galaxy's Edge opening at Walt Disney World on August 29th. Of course, it'll be opening on the West Coast before that, Uh, but then also we have things like uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway, which was just announced for, they've pushed it back from the fall. It'll be now in the spring, Um, but it seems to be coming along pretty well, and then we've got some new additions to the Pixar area with, uh, we have a new Lightning McQueen show that goes on and of course Toy Story Land just opened so Vanessa I'll start with you Uh, what are you the most excited about or are you excited about this move because this isn't a park out of the three of us you're definitely the one that needs to be sold Mm -hmm. on this park the steps that they're taking is that moving in the right direction do you think well yeah my biggest hang up is um, is what you get for the price of the ticket. So at the time when I was looking at traveling, I just couldn't see spending the same amount for Hollywood Studios as um, as I was spending for Animal Kingdom, which has is always growing their offerings. Four times the size, too. Yeah, and Epcot as well. Uh, I know they've had some things closed down recently, but there's still quite a bit to do. Um, I just couldn't see spending the money to go to Hollywood Studios when all, nearly everything was being closed. So, um, yes, I'm happy with it. I've said that I will go back once uh, Runaway um, Railway opens because um, that'll probably be more my... That's definitely uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm also like, I'm like, this is why I don't go to parks like Six Flags because they're all thrill rides. There's nothing really um, slower and reasonable for for me unless I'm going to drug up like Judy, <laughs> as Brett likes to say. Um, so I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about the other offerings, but I think that ride will be like a, just a really. I'm hoping it'll be a really cool, nostalgic kind mm-hmm. of ride. Even though the animation will probably be on the newer side, <laughs> yeah. but I still think it's going to feel very nostalgic. And it's going to be huge if you think about yeah. like they they they're using the existing show building um, that they had for Great Movie Ride, which is a huge space. I mean, you've, you've 
walked through it. You've been through it a number of times. Yeah. That is such a large space to Huge. fill. And so it's going to be a lot. I mean, um, now granted, your car moves pretty slow in Great Movie Ride, but that's a 15 or 20 minute ride. Mm-hmm. So this is probably going to be a pretty Five. lengthy, <laughs> yeah. pretty lengthy it, ride. Who knows? I don't so think excited. it's going to be as crazy of a, of a ride as like that Aerosmith rock and roller coaster mm-hmm. ride. I think it's going to be. I, I mean, we don't know, but I'm, I'm hoping it's more where all families can ride together. I think that having, uh, finally giving Mickey his own ride in yeah. Walt Disney World, yeah, Mickey does uh, you have, to, you have to make it family friendly. Like exactly. you can't, yes. you can't make it a thing where, um, you're going to have a bunch of people with motion sickness or scared kids. I yeah. think it has to be like hearkening back to what brought you to this place. And Aww. so that's, uh, the kids and their relationship to Mickey for sure. So cool. Um, Brett, are you excited about yeah, on? Yeah. yeah. I'm like going, I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to go to whichever park I go to, and I can't wait to see that. So glad to see that it's part of the studios. Now we can we'll, – so it seems like, you know, Disney seems to be making um, advances. And I will thank <clears throat> the competition in town um, and the Harry Potter experience. I can't say that name. Uh, for, uh, let's just say, upping the game in Orlando because Disney has come back. Um, and we're getting so much because of that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think that there's... They have to compete with them, absolutely. You know, so, yeah. So, I'm very happy about that part of it. So, I I'm, I can't wait to go back to Walt Disney World to experience my little stomping grounds. Literally stomping grounds. I stomped on it. I st- Well, I danced. Anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how you just walk. You yeah. just dance. I dance. Day. I put on a white tux and some white shoes and I dance. It was so nice of you to wear... A, a very newer white yes, outfit. Yes, I know today. exactly. Well, you know, I I, the, I needed it was a shout I mean, out. that top hat you're wearing is fantastic. I know. Well, thank you. You're and welcome. it hasn't even moved an inch. Well, it just, you know, it's right there because I'm a pro. Um, I think that there the argument could be made that much like when Eisner looked at the plans to put. Uh, Epcot, or put basically a studio-like atmosphere into Future World, that they really could have considered a fifth gate for uh, Star Wars, because I do expect that that will be just such a huge draw to this area, and honestly, it is kind of, a, it's a smaller park, it's a f- fourth of the size of Animal Kingdom, obviously they're expanding it a little bit, because they got rid of the Streets of America, and kind of pushed back everything for Galaxy's Edge, but it is going to be cramped there, it is, um, we don't know how no, no, yet, yet. Uh, yeah. Disney World is going to handle that out in Disneyland. Um, they just, they basically had it to You're where you are not talking about that other park. You're talking about people who know how to move people through a park and have a wonderful time. Right, right. But, you know, I... I see the lines of people, if you watch vlogs and things on YouTube, uh, which, shout out to the trackers oh, for being pregnant, yeah, yeah. by the way. But, uh, um, but anyway, they, um, you see the lines at Rope Drop of people, just the waves of people going back to Toy Story Land. And that only has three rides in it. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that that group of people, you're talking quadruple the size, walking back to Galaxy's Edge, which only has two rides in it. And now, granted, they're going to be able to get people through those rides very quickly. It's also got a quick-serve restaurant, and it's going to have a lot of that atmosphere that you can just go and experience the land. Totally. Um, But my concern is that the paths are fairly narrow in that park uh, in comparison to other parks. And it's going to be be a really interesting year to see. Uh, I think that there is potential. Maybe not a lot of potential, but because so many people uh, online are talking about the fact that it's going to be overrun with people, I do you think that there's even a thought that that the um, the opening of say like let's let's fast forward two months after opening that Galaxy's Edge isn't as big of a draw as they expect it to be. <laughs> This is the I, I'm just going, and I are having. I'm just what? going. Uh, what? I, We're having a debate? I don't yeah. think I believe that, but <laughs> I like to throw these little Well, yes, you are too. Oh, really? There. Is that, Craig, is that what you do, instigator? Um, yeah, it's I don't think so. No, it's good for the podcast. Yes, anything for the po- Oh, yeah. This um, will be how we sound oh, when we do it on the 60th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. 60th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. I'll be like, remember that time? You just remember, remember with me? Yes, it's all, all right. about a turkey leg. I, yeah. Anyway, I have them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner now. I love yeah. them. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> Brad and I have been talking about is it possible to travel to Orlando and enjoy, oh, no, not even not even just Hollywood Studios, but all the parks 
at that time frame that you mentioned, Craig. I'm of the belief that it's going to be crazy. I think people are going to go and not realize how crazy it is, and then they're going to disperse themselves out into the other parks. Brett thinks I'm insane, and it constantly no. rolls his eyes at me. I, and what? I, say these things. I don't roll eyes. It just mm. counts as exercise, so I'm good about that. Um no, I'm like going. You're dealing with the. You're dealing with pros. Are there going to be huge lines opening day? Yes, there was always. Yeah, there, there were yeah, five hour sure. lines for there eight hours. Dog. There's a, you know um, yeah. huge. Yeah. You know, okay, but yes, they're sort after. of testing things out in California. Yes, you know, last week they opened up. You know, the reservations because they're starting out with reservations for Galaxy's Edge there, mm-hmm. yeah. only for people staying on their property, which is really only three no. hotels. You, well, you, you had get to, the, yeah, you, you had automatically have, get them then, but otherwise they were available to the public starting okay. last week. But then they were gone and they were gone minutes, in, right? Yeah, in okay. like two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh huh. Well, think of it this: no, okay. I've been to okay. So I've you know my reference in this point is Disney land but like i was there shortly after radiator springs opened so there's huge lines for that yay for single liner because it's less than a half an hour there's huge lines for that but then the other the other quote-unquote e-attractions throughout the rest of the park then you just go there first you know or you get your fast pass you know you can you can work the system and the other thing get there early well actually in florida you know after the opening Weekend beginning September first to November second. Not that I looked, but anyway, um, that they're having extra extra morning hours at six a.m. at the studio. Thank yeah, at the studio at the Magic Kingdom and at um, Animal Kingdom for like the first two months. So that but will disperse that, your that will disperse your no. your people. Hollywood Studios. I think uh, I was talking to Tim about this in the message thread. Hollywood Studios likely will be at capacity before the park opens. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to the general public. So, which might make those a- AP holders in Orlando kind of upset that they're going to be doing these extra magic hours. But that's, I mean, that you know, you've got to do something. I'm tired for of the those wave AP of people. holders. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we that's finally get something. The wave of people. Give something to the people. But, to the uh, yeah. Last question, uh, and this one might be hard to answer. I'm throwing it at you. Um, oh, so here we go. Uh, he yeah, gives maybe us I'll give gifts it Brett. to begin with, and now maybe okay. I'll give it to Brett first. Okay. One piece of IP that could be added to Hollywood Studios, like you, you can be like a, you can either be a specific ride or it can be a land of some sort based off of something. What is that <laughs> going to be? Disney. D- Disney. Disney. Yeah. So, well, within the Disney. I mean, within oh. the Disney family, so it could okay. still be something well, this, else. Whoa, are you ready for this? Be, are you ready yeah, for this? Let's do okay. It. And I, I Put had on to be, our I had, be, I had to be reminded that IP is intellectual property. But mm-hmm. anyway, in my head, I, I figured that out on my own. Okay. Okay. Now, since Disney legitimately owns Marvel and all of that, like everything, they own like everything, you know. Um, it is time to make arrangements with that other attraction oh that is goodness, down yes. the way so the Marvel Marvel mm-hmm. Universe characters and internet and IP properties you know can can journey west excuse me east of the Mississippi down the Mississippi so we can have you know everything that California Adventure has everything that mm-hmm. that Tokyo Disneyland has and Hong Kong Disneyland and Shanghai Disney because mm-hmm. they're getting things that so I vote for the Marvel experience at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is time and to get tough it, with those people because you own it. It really is, mm-hmm. and you watch some of those um, videos coming out of that park and the characters, the Marvel characters, the way that they're represented at that park is just sad. I mean, like you look at like the costumes that they're in, you look at the interactions that you can have at like oh, the character breakfast and stuff. Ooh. And it's just sad. So I completely agree with you. Vanessa, you. what about oh my you? Gosh, we what do you agree? Think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can you go? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this question, so I don't know what else I would put in mm. that hasn't been. I mean, right. we have Muppets. We have Star this Wars. Is a, this is oh, a, he, a go with me here he, moment. He, he, has these, he was sending us that. Yeah, I know. I'm like going, at least I have you had an question. answer. He has this question. Sometimes you build an attraction or a park to be able to reinvigorate a property that probably could have, uh, this is sort of a pun, wings beyond the original piece that they had. And I love the concept of going back to old Hollywood. Uh, do you know where I'm going with this yet? So I, I love the idea of going back to old Hollywood. The first, the, the first Academy Award for Wings? What? <laughs> what? I, I've mentioned it before, friends. Uh, 
my favorite superhero, my first favorite superhero I ever idolized and wore. I made a helmet, a gold helmet, and I ran around my house and I flew around my bedroom just like the Rocketeer. And I feel like <laughs> we could have a killer ride based around that property. And they have talked about uh, making a sequel called The Rocketeers where he mentors someone else, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what it is. Just give me more of that property because Hollywood Studios needs more classic old Hollywood in it. And that movie, more than anything that Disney put out in the 90s, is classic Hollywood. And I love Joe Johnson, the director. Um, It will never happen, but if I had my way, I would (laughs) would make a fierce argument to Disney executives to put a Rocketeer property in there. Because you know what? People eat up new rides all the time, and that would reinvigorate a franchise potential that you you could then launch into animated Ah, series. You could could do a lot of different things with that. Um, And plus, who doesn't want an animatronic of Timothy Dalton uh, you know, yelling at you or whatever he's going to do. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I Brett, we talk about this every day. And we're trying yelling at me. Anyway, just say that. let's wrap that. it up. Uh, we've been going a little long here Aww. today. So last final thoughts on Disney's Hollywood studios. Great memories and great. And I can't wait for the next experience I have there. It's going to be great. Yeah, Vanessa. I'll let you know when I go back. <laughs> I just can't get enough of this park. Uh, there's something about that nostalgia of walking through the gates. I uh, I get that people, why people get the um, looking at Cinderella's castle, but as you walk through the gates of Magic Kingdom, you don't necessarily see Cinderella's castle. For whatever reason, for me, walking into Hollywood Studios out of all the other parks gives me this feeling of like nostalgia and like I am being transported back into that old Hollywood yeah. uh, vibe. And that's why I hope they don't change that uh, ever because I get that you want to incorporate Toy Story and Star Wars, but keep that old Hollywood alive, and I absolutely love that. Um, and so... I just love walking into the place. Aww, but, me too. Uh, Great memories. Hmm. Go ahead. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. You can go to the Beyond the Mouse Facebook page, and we'll be posting a lot of things there. We are talking about and trying to plan a, a live Q&A section on Facebook Live, uh, but Brett and I are in a couple of shows this summer. So yes. come out to, if you're in the Springfield, <laughs> Illinois area. Come out and see Peter Pan. Uh, yes, opening May thirty first. Yes, and uh, come out and see Evita. Evita. Mm-hmm. Don't did, cry um, for me. Just come see the show. The other day, <laughs> Brett sang a line of Evita uh, to me, and he said roughly six thousand words <laughs> in roughly twenty five seconds. Yes, it was anyway. extremely impressive. Um, um, and I can't and wait that's to nothing I even sing. So anyway, <laughs> uh, and we're going to actually. Uh, our, our main feed episode for this month is going to be talking about Disney's Peter Pan. Uh, we should have a special guest for that. So we're excited to uh, bring you that episode shortly here mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. So, Oh, yeah, and a couple of others, too, that... Craig, you knew about him. Yeah, well, anyway, so, you know, we've, a lot, of t- a lot of times we talk about, you know, families going on trips and all this, but, you know, there's sometimes an, a lesser served um, <laughs> in the land of podcasts and planning are single or solo mm-hmm. trips to Disney so, properties. Can you have fun? I'm a single Disney. I'm a single Disney. <laughs> That's I'm good. So we're going to be doing that in a couple of weeks and, 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 okay, well, anyway, yeah, so, shall we go ahead? We're, Craig, we're going on a little trip. We're going I, on a little trip. I actually trip. heard about this one in advance. So it's not I as asked shocking to me. <laughs> I asked him. Okay. Yes, we're going we're going to Marceline. Marceline Bow. Yes. Where it all well, kind of started. Yeah. You know, the yeah. dreaming tree and all of that. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the know, real Main Street USA. The real Main Street USA. Well, because it's just two hours away. It's mm-hmm. on the other side of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's not that So far. we're going to be going. So if we're, yeah, if you'd like to, we're, we should start a GoFundMe for tissues, you know, for Kleenex, because we're probably going to be oh, very yeah. weepy. But anyway, we're going to have a great time. So that's coming up too. So then we will have we'll maybe a, a little Facebook Live. I'd say, I would imagine some Facebook well, living so. from there. Mm-hmm. I expect so, that of you. Yeah. Marceline Mo trip review. Yeah, those of you who are really into history. I know. Not everyone can go visit that. They go to the parks. We can go to Marceline. Most people (laughs) don't realize how 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 close Walt was 
to our central Illinois locations. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to hear all of that. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, follow along with the Front Row Network. There's a lot of great shows on there. And uh, we didn't even mention it at the top, but we are excited to be part of the network that is now an NPR podcast. And uh, so you can look us up on NPR Illinois as well. Uh, so that is all coming along. And maybe even by the end of the summer or so, uh, this little tiny group will migrate on over to NPR as well. So I'm excited for the future yeah, of the We'll have to talk there. like this, won't we? Yes, we should. <laughs> this is actually, uh, I love like, they, they have that really great broadcaster voice. Oh, you know, yeah, they always yeah, do yeah. like, this is NPR. Yeah. This is NPR. Well, we'll have to, oh, we're going to have to practice. In podcast oh, gosh. land. We're going to have to practice. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast. <laughs> I just want to sell it, sound like Sarah Caning from that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, uh, thank you pleasure. to our special guest yes, for giving well, us memories hey. of NGM Studios and Hollywood the Studios. There. That was exciting. Yeah. That was yes. exciting. So, and thank you so much, Vanessa, for just being thank, wonderful. Thank you, Craig. And being great. So, oh, for the Beyond too. the Mouse podcast, I am... I'm Craig. I'm Brett. And I'm Vanessa. And we'll see you real soon in the front row. Or maybe at the movies. Go see a movie. Go ride. Nope. No. No. Or at the movie. Brett, go sing White Christmas. (laughs) We should should have that be the contract. Anyway, all right. That's great. Hooray for Disney World and our Disney MGM Studios. Where any one of you from near and far could be a star. Come on and have some fun. Chili puppies and the discuss to catch the excitement and get their name up in lights. Mommies and daddies, all the young kiddies, movie magic is such a 